Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen and joining me as always is my mom. Hi mom, how's it going? Hello Ellen. So well. Today we are going to chat about Her Night with the Duke by Diana Quincy, but first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? Um, I have been reading, I only read one other book this week, and that was Two for the Doe, which is the second Stephanie Plum book so I read that and um it was delightful they're they're just kind of quick little romps they're very um her books are very I get kind of a little bogged down in the this is what she put on this is what she's wearing this is what she did next this is what she did next and a lot of it is superfluous to the story so um not necessary information yes I get a little worn down with that but you know they're fun reads um, and then I read Her Night with the Duke. There you go. Um, I have been doing a lot of freaking reading, but it's not exciting. No. Um, I, like I mentioned last week, I'm getting ready to do two different tests for getting a teaching credential. And um, one of them is pretty, seems like it's going to be pretty easy. I'm not going to have a hard time. The other one, maybe not as much. And it's, it's, it's having you work rely on information that you I haven't thought about since sixth grade (laughs) so it's that kind of stuff or like doing math that I haven't done without a calculator since sixth grade that kind of thing so I've been studying like a mad woman and I still have another week and a half of that so um yeah I'm I'm a little worn out and tired but I read this book you guys (laughs) I read it. That's how dedicated it she happened. Is. Um, in terms of watching, because of all the studying, we haven't watched that we haven't much. Watched much. We watched the Elisa Lam Cecil Hotel thing uh-huh. on Netflix, which was interesting. Um, a little sad for her. Yeah, a little sad. Um, but it was it was well done. It was well done. And uh, but that's like the only. And we've been watching WandaVision. And never stay at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Just don't do it. Um, okay, so today we are chatting about Her Night with the Duke by Diana Quincy. It is the first book in her Clandestine Affairs series. The follow-up, The Viscount Made Me Do It, is set to come out this July, and it's set up who it's going to be about. Is it about Griffin? Yeah, it is. Um, here's the back cover description, though, for Her Night with the Duke. When Lady Delila Chambers finds herself stranded at a country inn on a rain-swept evening, she's forced to fend off a group of ruffians with the help of a handsome gentleman. Irresistibly drawn to each other, Leela and the stranger spend one reckless night in each other's arms and then go their separate ways. But the very next day, Leela receives the shock of her life when she meets the Duke, who is set on wedding her beloved stepdaughter. One night isn't enough with a man, woman as fierce, fiery, and brilliant as Leela. Elliot Townsend, Duke of Huntington, cannot believe his good fortune when their chance encounter leads to an unforgettable evening of passion. Yet Hunt's lack, uh, Hunt's luck, I cannot read, runs out when he is introduced to his prospective mother-in-law. Dowagers aren't supposed to look like this. Leela and Hunt are determined to keep each other at arm's length, which should be easy enough for two intelligent adults with reputations to uphold. The problem is all logic is lost when it comes to a passion that refuses to be ignored. So, Mom, 
What did you think of her night with the Duke? Um, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Not a love. Likewise. Um, yes. <laughs> it uh, was fun to read a historical, which I haven't done in right? a hot minute. Um, I will say, though, the language is a bit anachronistic for the period, it seems to me. There's a lot of, um, like, turns of phrase that I don't think were used in that time that are used here and some kind of more modern language that I didn't think quite jived. But um, I don't know what you're going to ask me as we get into this. But um, I don't know either, to be honest. Um, these two, they're a bit of a hot mess. Yeah. And not so much because of past or whatever. Just their relationship is kind of a hot mess. And it's one of those books that I read and I think, hmm, should these two really be together? <laughs> sure, yeah. they have a lot of passion for one another, but is that enough to build a like lifelong relationship on? Yeah, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so I enjoyed, I enjoyed aspects of the book, and overall, I I didn't hate, and it 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 reads pretty quick. I mean, I was up till three in the morning finishing it last night, but I wasn't like. Uh, kill me, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, we'll talk about things I like and things I didn't like here in a bit. I am, of course, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, what did you think of Leela as our heroine? I liked Leela. I I liked. There's a lot about her that I liked. I liked both of them. It's just their relationship kind of made me crazy. Her as an isolated character, I loved her. Right. I love. That she's feisty. I, I think it's interesting to have a historical heroine with this kind of um, mixed race past with Arab, which I've, I've never right. read in that setting before. Um, and, you know, her kind of caught between two worlds thing was interesting. And her wanting to be a writer and yeah. all of that. I, right. I admired all that about her and I liked, um, I liked a lot about her. I like her pluck. I like her feistiness. I like... Um, I love when she, like, cuts Edgar's face. Yeah, that uh, was awesome. Because he, like, comes at her. I'd be like, she, and I saw that coming, and you knew there was going to be some moment where she's like, uh-uh, son. That's... Well, she had to use that knife somehow. Yeah, at some point. Um, so that was that was great. I liked her relationship with Tori. I, yeah. I, I like, there's, I just liked so much about her. Yeah, I like that she really wanted to be, she, like, really thrived on her independence, and, you know, she kind of had this marriage, which wasn't ideal, but it wasn't, he was Terrible. good to her, he was a you good know, guy. and, um, and it's just kind of made her realize, like, I don't have to be beholden to men anymore, like, been there, done that, yeah, and let's move on. So, isolated from plot, <laughs> I, I love, I love her, I, I think she's great. Now, both of them, we're going to talk about him too, but both of them together, when one is hot, the other is cold, and then they turn on a freaking dime. Yeah. And like moments later, he's all into it, and she's, no way. And then yes. moments later, and it's, he's all, no way, and she's all, come on. They are always on opposite ends of the spectrum, and they freaking flip like Within seconds. Yeah. And that was A, jarring, B, frustrating, and... And it kept happening 
over and over yes, and over. It, that's like, that was the cycle of the book. That was kind of, and it just, I started to get a little. Well, and then, and the whole part where, you know, she's like, oh, you, you won't marry me. Why won't you marry me? And he's, he's like, I don't want the scandal. And, and then moments later, he's like, wait, I want the scandal. I, I want to marry her. And she's like, no, I can't marry you. And I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. will you two get on the same page? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, um, and they're kind of insta love, insta lust. Um, very much insta lust because I heard it described over and over and over and over again. If I had to read yeah. one more description of what it felt like to have him inside in her. General, <laughs> so that's one. But the, in general, there's a few things that like really get belabored quite a bit. That being one. Um, His muscular thighs. Was that one? That's one. Um, I don't, when he would like, when he was always comparing her to uh, Victoria to Leela, I was like, okay, I get it. You don't like Victoria, and you're always comparing it to her to Leela. That's been stated. Well, and um, wasn't Victoria like eighteen or nineteen? Yeah, and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so them both. So they both do that, and they both frustrate me with that. In that, it's like you guys need to freaking at least meet in the middle at some point, which yeah. is the end, right? I suppose. Um, but it was, it was very, it was very jarring because it was like, wait, so now you feel like this when she has decided to take your position now? And well, it was... like they have their hate sex and then he storms away and he's very nasty about it and he yeah. storms away and then seconds later, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like on his knees, begging for her forgiveness. And I'm like, dude, can you at least you know, for an instant, stand by something you've done. Yeah. And, um... But she does the same thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, they both, they both, like, it's like, makeup, you're, like, you need to, if you're gonna feel this way two seconds before, you need to stand by it two seconds later, <laughs> at least. Like, you can think on it for a second, and I don't, I don't know. It's, it was a little, it's, it's a little strange. I agree. Um, what did you think of Hunt as our hero? Oh, the other thing I want to say about her that I liked but don't like. So frustrating when she's going to sell her book. And she's, uh, like, talking to the... Yeah. That whole scene, I was like, oh, gosh. Poor Well, freaking. and you can see it coming, but how frustrating would that oh be? Oh, my gosh. And just the way that, like, he talks to her where it's just like, this is why women shouldn't be involved in business. Yeah, I wanted her to just pull out her knife then. Yeah. (laughs) That was more, you know, insulting than what, what's his name did to her. Okay. What did you think of Hunt as our hero? Um, I liked Hunt. I, it was the same thing though. I was frustrated with how, and then when the marriage all falls apart and he gets pissed off at her, like he's blaming her for it. And it's like, um... I'm not sure it's really her fault. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, I was just, and he's like, no, I'm mad that you were pushing me into this thing. And I don't know. Well, and with him, it like, I I thought, so like her reasoning for, and we're going to talk about conflict and things like that. Her reasoning felt for not wanting to be with him felt more like logical to me than 
his, where he's like, I'm a duke. I, it's like, yeah, you're a duke. Do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Like, go to freaking Morocco. <laughs> well, why, yeah, why does it take him so long to figure that one out? Yeah. I don't know. There, there's... I mean, he says it other times, like, I'm a duke. I get to do what I want. And then, but then he's not doing what he wants. Yeah. And, like, his, his conviction to, like, not be like his brother always was felt, like, more weak to me than her conviction to be independent yeah. and, you know, et cetera. Well, men are usually not as it's coherent true. as women. <laughs> it's true. Um, but, yeah. But, like, overall, I liked him as a character. He has, like, a lot of sweet moments, I think. Um, and I think, you know, when I'm talking about them being hot and cold, I think he's more hot of the time than she is, so... You know, he kind of gets to be the more in love one throughout most of it, but then, then turns on a dime. Yeah. Then when she feels that way, he can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, okay, what did you make of the premise? Kind of mistaken identity. Oh, I uh, thought that was a fun I thought that was yeah. a fun part of the story. Yeah. And it made you wonder I mean, you could see where it was gonna go, but how was this all gonna play out? And then I realized once they started talking about her talking with Foster all the time. It's like, she's going to wind up with Foster. Oh my gosh. I saw that coming from a freaking mile. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The second that she was comfortable like talking, I'm like, okay, so she's going to end up with Mr. Foster. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, I like, uh, I like the premise and when it was starting, I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to be kind of fun where, and I thought it was interesting to have like, I mean, her and Victoria are kind of more sisterly than, but to have kind of the role of stepmother yeah. was kind of interesting. Well, and if they took out, if they had taken out some of the flip-flopping, yeah, it would have been a really fun book if it had just had like one swap over, but it just yeah. kept happening over and over again. It's like, okay, yeah. all right, now it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, agree. Um, And yeah, so I would say like the premise is probably like, my favorite aspect, and Leela. I really like Leela as a character. So, like, it's got good bones to it, right. this book. Um, and uh, I love when she pukes on him, when yes. she figures out... On his new boots that he just gotten <laughs> polished. <laughs> when she figures out that she slept with her, you know, soon-to-be son-in-law. Um, that is, like, I, I liked... I am going back to the, her being her stepmother. It is an interesting dynamic because that had to have happened. Yeah. Where these guys would marry young, young, young girls. And they're like widows at 24 or something. And then like are getting hit on by their stepsons and things like that because they're more age appropriate. (laughs) That would be weird. Than the initial father. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of, I liked that dynamic being explored and, um, yeah, and just kind of her more mixed race identity and kind of being from this arist- aristocratic English background, but then also... Well, I liked when she was hanging out with her cousins and... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I liked all of that. Yeah. Um, okay, so the second act is kind of like house party into him being jilted and them kind of having their torrid affair, um, you know, that yes. takes place. Torrid is right. We heard a lot about it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they get after it quite yes, a bit. Yes, they do. Um, so, I, like we said, I totally saw 
Victoria running away with Mr. Foster. Yes. I, I knew she was going to wind up with Mr. Foster because Leela had to wind up with yes. Hunt. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah. And it's a romance. So that always has to happen where, um, you know, it has to be like um, that the person who is in the way of them being together and is a good person has <laughs> to end up with somebody else. Yes. That's like romance one-on-one. Um, but yeah, when, so I kind of, I like some of the stuff that happens at the house party, some of the situations that they get thrown into that, you know, she always has to be chaperoning, uh, Victoria, you know, so she's always there for these (laughs) moments, etc. Um, oh, here's my question. Do you, when do you think... Like, do you think that Victoria and Mr. Foster were making out in the trees? When they... I don't know. Um, if not making out, I think they were hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, having a little moment of some sort. Um, but then they, you know, he runs away with, or Victoria runs off with Mr. Foster, and he kind of disappears, and so she starts... This is a moment of flip-flop, by the way, is um, because, you know, prior to his betrothal ball, he's, like, begging uh, Leela to be with him, and then Victoria runs away, and then he just disappears, and she's like, come back, I I want to be with you. Well, she's sending him notes, and he's returning them unopened. Yeah. I didn't understand why he was so mad at her. It didn't make sense to me. I mean, I did... So he makes the comment of, um, and I did actually kind of like this, where he says, you were, you know, telling Victoria that she needed to follow her heart, that she needed to find someone she loved, and yet, for me, that's not, that doesn't apply. And I did like... Him calling her out on that. Yeah, I did like that. Or that she wasn't doing the same thing herself. Yeah. And that, like, they both had to be, like, the sacrificial lambs for Victoria's supposed happiness when it wasn't even what she wanted. Yeah. Um, So I did like that. But, yeah, there's a few instances of the flip-flopping that happened in this section that were uh, a little frustrating. Um, And then there's actually quite a bit of conflict. When I was thinking about what the conflict was, I'm like... Wow, there's a lot that gets thrown in there, kind of at the like last, like at the final bell, as like, oh, and then and this is another conflict, and this is a, and I'm like, oh, uh, that's that's kind of a lot, um, because you know we've got her not having kids and not thinking she can have kids, and so she throws that in there for a reason that they can't be together, her, um, her identity, like her mixed I not, race. I don't know what it was back then, but whenever like they couldn't have kids. Why did they just always assume it was the women who were barren? Why do you think that was just the attitude of the <laughs> well, time? Well, I guess since he already had two kids, yeah, maybe it but seemed he like he was also old. He was older. He wasn't old, old. Yeah. Um. And so you've got like her racial identity. She throws in that, that in there for a reason. They can't be together. Her traveling. That's in there. Her like supposed financial independence. That's in there. So there's a lot of things that kind of she throws in at the last bell. Um, to, like... Well, he even has to tick through all of them when he's trying to get her to marry him. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of the conflict, I guess? (laughs) The conflict. Um, 
I, I got it. I understood the conflict. But like I said, there was just so much turnaround and turnaround and turnaround that it mm-hmm. just by that time, you're I'm just like, just get together already. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there is some sweet parts in that. Uh, I like, well, I like when he kind of goes to her family's house in Manchester and, um, and tries, you know, she's like, would you hang out with my family? He's like, yeah, if that's what you want me to do. (laughs) But, you know, like she's taking that as like, he doesn't like her family. I think it's more just, you know, it's like. This isn't my scene, but yeah, you know, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So just when I was thinking about the conflict, I'm like, oh, I guess it was slightly more problematic than I realized just because, um, there was, there was a lot that, cause like the, the infertility thing kind of like it had been hinted at, but like it, that didn't seem like it was going to be a sticking point for either of them. And then it all of a sudden becomes a sticking point and, um, yeah, a few things like that. So that's, there's just so many of these books cause this isn't the only one I've read, but it's just the sex is such a huge deal. Well, so let's talk about let's talk about sex, baby. Okay. Let's talk about the sex. Go for it. Well, first of all, there's a it, lot of it. There's a lot of it. There is a lot of it. And it's not always all described like in thorough detail. Right, and it's not but but it's a very large component of their relationship. And like as soon as they see each other, they just have to hit it right away and I, I don't know, it just seems like that's not what you should build a relationship on. I mean, I get that it's an important part of a relationship, but it, this is one of those books where I just felt like, Jesus, is this all you guys have going for you because the rest of everything is such a mess? Okay, the yeah. sex is good. All right. But is that what you're going to base a relationship on? Yeah. And um, and I didn't feel like other components of their relationship were all that earned. Um, well, there's so much of, um, like they had sex one night, they had that one crazy night, and then they just can't get each other out of their mu- out of their heads and and I don't know it just seemed like really is this and like they the way talk about are? they talk about you know um, I just I hadn't talked I hadn't felt that comfortable around someone in forever and you know they kind of touch on these faded mates thing that she kind of has this idea of um, I don't know they're just. Some of those points, though, just weren't quite as earned to me. Like, some of the other reasonings other than sex, we really, we really, you know, nailed down the fact that... We get that the sex that, is, that they like you to know, have sex amazing, yes. Um, but I didn't quite buy into, like, what else they had going for them. That's what I said. Like, like I said, this is one of those books where I'm like, are we really going to base a whole relationship on what you guys have going on here? Cause it doesn't seem very cohesive to me. Yeah. It's like, there's lots of sex and when they're not having sex, there's lots of reminiscing on the said sex. Right. And, the, or teasing about the sex or whatever, but there's not a lot of like, um, relationship building and then when other they, than the sex. Yeah. And then when they kind of, um, after he gets jilted by Victoria and they're kind of having their tryst, um, that's like, all they're doing really is having sex and they'll even start to have conversations about like important things. And it's like, but let's just have sex. Let's just have sex. And, um, well, and you know, when he finds out that she's leaving for Morocco and then he's just out 
It's like, you knew she was planning this trip. At what point did you ever discuss with her about how, are you still going to Morocco? Is that still yeah. something? I mean, you know, and he's all pissed off at her. And it's like, okay, I don't know that you have a right to be mad at her. Yeah. That's why, like, all, because, you know, they, and this, you know, this is a common thing for romance books, is they both kind of come with their reasons for not wanting to, thinking that they can be together. But hers seemed a lot stronger than his. And so then when he, yeah, like, he kind of comes off pissy and petulant in moments like that. Right. Where it's like, guy. <laughs> and... And that kind of, it just kind of comes off as kind of the misogynistic tone of the time, but we don't want our historical romance heroes to be misogynistic. Yeah. Like, that's a big no-no. And the whole, I'm a duke, just marry me. You know, yeah. I'm a duke. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, everybody wants to marry me. I'm a duke. I'm a yeah. duke. There's, there's, a, there's, like, hints of that to him that I wasn't huge on. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what is your swooniest moment? My swooniest moment. Um, probably when he showed up in Morocco. That was mine, too. And the, the little best friend's necklace is what I think of, but, you know. Best <laughs> friend. Half a yin and half a yang. <laughs> yeah. Or he gives her a necklace where it's half a moon, and he has one that's half a moon. So when it's together, it's a whole moon. Yeah. But, um, but to me, it's just a best friend's necklace. <laughs> Besties. Um, I had... Not to brag, but I had a few best friend necklaces. Oh going wow! When I was you. in like sixth grade. So. <laughs> Just saying. Um, yeah, I kind of said that Morocco was mine as well. Just because it's, you know, like we were talking about, it's one of the few moments where it's not about them having sex. Yeah, everything else is sex. Although I do think that they run off to have sex when they meet up <laughs> well, in Morocco. Well, I'm sure that they do, but at least they're talking for, and that's was more you know, sexy to me than when she hunts him down at his place and he's like, let's just do it against this tree. And she's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I do. Um, we're making fun of the best friend necklace, but I did, I did like kind of some of the, um, you know, if I'm a moon, then you're, you're the, the sun. sun. That, I liked like, that too. That like shines off me. And, um, I'm studying moon stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't shine without you. So. Yeah. 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 So was... I like some of that stuff. Um, but like always, we're coming off like pretty harsh. And I do have quibbles with this book, but I did enjoy it. Yeah. Overall. I would agree. I just kind of got tired of the flip-flopping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's hear from some of you on what you thought. Um, this one's very interesting. Um, we're kind of all over the map. It's a, It's very mixed bag, but also kind of overall just meh. Kind of like the last one we did, I think, was also kind of like that. Um, Jess says, I started reading this a couple of weeks ago. I borrowed the ebook from my library and made it about a third of the way through. I then set it aside and ended up DNFing it. Um, I thought the setup premise was great and I really enjoyed the night at the end, but after that, when the action moved to the house party, the story just fell flat to me and I wasn't interested enough to open the book back up before it was due back to the library. Not sure what it was, but the book just wasn't working for me. Um, and that could be a part of my problem too, is I got a lot going on and maybe if I had read this book at a different point in time, I would have been more, I would have enjoyed it more, but 
you know, you've, you've are we been... gonna ever mention the like landscaping that she had going on down there? No, let's talk about it. I don't, ha- I don't have a question. I didn't. Well, first of all, I didn't know that was something they did culturally. Sounds like something men came up with, by the way. Um, and then, I've, I've heard of that as, and I know that there's like they there's people that still do it. Like, um, it sounds awful. Well, and is it? So she's just doing it. You're like sanding off. Yeah, but is it just? Yeah, is it just something that she was doing like on her own? Like, she wasn't even having sex with anybody. I mean, it wasn't even, like, landscaping cause, so someone could appreciate it. Well, and... It just seems like a lot of okay. maintenance involved. I, we get into these body hair issues a lot, and it kind of reveals more personal things than I want it to necessarily. But, yeah, that seems like a thing that would need at least weekly upkeep. Yeah. And it's like... And would then require some healing period. Yes. Um, And so... Yeah, like, how often is she doing that, and um, why? I don't know. Especially well, if it was in vogue at the time to not do that, I would have been like, cool, cool. let's let this... Yeah. <laughs> let's let it all grow out. I'm going to let my freak flag fly. <laughs> I mean, I get it that he appreciated it. I understand that. Um, and I get that maybe it's a cultural thing, but it just seems like a lot of upkeep for someone who wasn't planning on having sex much. Well, and I get like trying it. I get, I get that. Do like you get that when you're. <laughs> I do. Um, when she's in the, uh, like when she's amidst that culture, right? But if it's if it's freaking bare, which is how it was described, then she's doing some maintenance on that. Yeah. Uh. Oh, gosh, that sounds awful. <laughs> and that's just, you know, personal preference. Oh, gosh. I would rather not do that all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. I've done some of the, the pulling yeah. out process. And I'm like, that's like a couple times a summer upkeep <laughs> thing. But you can bet your bottom dollar that... During not swimsuit season, it is not happening. Yeah, but <laughs> and that's just me. But um, yeah, that's that's what I will say on that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was just like, wow, that's a lot of upkeep for something that you're not. And it is not necessarily showing to anyone. Fun. Very often. It hurts. Like yeah, I can imagine. Mofo. I personally okay. have never done it, but I get that people do. And I'm yeah. not judging them, but I am judging her for doing this with n- for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> for no apparent reason. Okay. Cassie says, I really wanted to love this one, but sadly it was not meant to be. The premise was great, but the execution was lacking in my opinion. It felt like Elliot and Leela's r- entire relationship was built on insta-lust. Yes. Uh, yes. And I never saw proof that they actually loved each other. Yes. Elliot was kind of petulant and immature. Yes. Yes. And I didn't really root for them to end up together. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> well, I just kept thinking, are you guys sure? Are you sure that this is it? Because there's not anyone better out there because you guys have kind of a toxic thing going on. Uh, also, I know that this is an own voices story and I'm white, so my opinion may be way off, but the way that Leela was described felt like she was being exoticized. Yeah. 
the discussion of how Leela sugared her body hair and the frequent description of her dark features felt awkward to read. Then the final nail in the coffin was the miraculous pregnancy in the epilogue. After making the heroine's infertility a plot point, it's one of my least favorite gimmicks in a romance novel. Well, I just figure it's always going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I I get what you're saying, though. I didn't... In this one, it felt like less of a... It's like I said, it kind of gets thrown in there at the end as like a Hail Mary for the reasons why she can't be with him. Um, So I didn't feel like her infertility was as big of a plot line as in other books where there's a miraculous pregnancy. (laughs) And I do wish some people who have like a pretty strong infertility plot line would have kind of the balls to like have them not have kids. Um, especially in a historical where there's not, you know, resources to, yeah, have them adopt. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that. And, um, and I also get what you're saying about the exoticizing because I, yeah, I can see that again. I'm also white. So, um, and I, I liked the inclusion of some of her culture as for her as a, as right. a character. And I thought that that was interesting, but I agree that there's a fine line kind of in, um, portraying that with, but also, you know, not having it be like, they would talk about her pants that she would wear under her dresses at times mm-hmm. when she was traveling. And I totally get that. <laughs> but I mean, it seems like they could have had a scene where she, like, goes golfing with him and wears her pants or something. And But, yeah, I like having bits of her culture thrown yeah. in. But she didn't even know anything about her culture until... She started traveling. She and... started traveling. Yeah. Uh, singular male listener Jason says, This was not a love for me, but I did enjoy the book. I thought the book kind of dragged a little when we were working through the house party and the revelation of her being his betrothed's stepmother. However, I thought Leela was a very fun heroine, being a rule breaker and carrying a knife, just my type of heroine. It took me a little while to invest in Hunt because I didn't think we got to know enough of who he was until later in the book. But when he shows up in Gibraltar, he was able to win me over uh, to his being worthy of her. I hate to say this as a man, but I missed the buildup to the sex since they got it on right at the beginning of the book. Yeah, that could be... And then, I, I would agree Yeah, that, you know, we like the chase. We like the flirts and the... Yeah. And, and you know, we've had, we've had books where they have sex early on, like with a one night stand or something, and that... Which is what this was. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of, there's still the ability to build up to the next sex scene, but some of that tension just wasn't there for these two. Right. Um, I don't know why that is. Because I've seen it done successfully with this kind of same plot line, but um, yeah. Uh, One of the Sarahs said, maybe it's just me, but I enjoyed this book. I admit I wasn't loving it at first, only because I didn't feel as much heat slash lust as I wanted to believe that they wanted to have sex without knowing each other. I wasn't against the concept, but for it to work in a historical, you need to feel like these two characters have not only known each other their whole lives, but are so enamored by each other that they'd throw caution to the wind and have an affair then and there. I didn't feel that. Now, maybe this was intentional so that we see how much more they 
do fall in love. I don't know. But nonetheless, that's how I felt. So there were some issues, but nonetheless, it kept me entertained and moved fast. I loved certain choices the author made, like having the heroine be half Arabian and an author. All in all, it didn't bother me as much as it did others. I've read worst, L- worst, LOL. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, likewise. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice if that night they, like, had dinner together at least or something before they jumped in the sack together because they actually had sex before they ate anything together. Or even talked, like, but all of then their, like... they could have had some a little bit of conversation. Then they could have, you know, had some flirtations. They could have, and then it could have built up into the sex instead of just, bam, sex, literally, like, right off the bat. And yeah. um, then... You know, it just, it would have built up. You would have felt more invested, I think. Yeah. Um, Shannon says, I enjoyed reading, I enjoyed the beginning of the story and the insta-love. I liked the idea of a woman to be free to follow passion and chemistry and be with a man who she felt connected to. I'm also a huge fan of enemies to lovers, and it was almost like that type of trope in a weird way as they fought against their own attraction for each other. But OMG, how many times does a man have to prostrate himself for the love of this woman? When she rejected him again at her family's home in Manchester, I was like, what the heck does this guy have to do for Pete's sake? Also, can we have another other word than prick? It drove me crazy every single time. That is not a romantic word. (laughs) And it pulled me out of the story each time it was used. When they eventually got together, I was so tired of these two. I couldn't have cared less. Uh, I also felt the miraculous birth was not necessary and just another reason to have wished the story ended a hundred page pages earlier. In the end, I liked the story, but it was definitely not a love. Yeah, there, there's, it's interesting because in the, um, in the comments, there's kind of like two schools of thought in that he's kind of whiny and petulant and then he does a lot, um, and that she's kind of the one that is annoying. Um, I kind of fall, that's, that's why well, when I, I talk about the, a little of both, I think he's whiny and petulant and then has to go try and get her back all the time because he's whiny and petulant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's like with the flip flopping, it's like, I, I kind of see both sides cause they both kind of do yeah. it quite a bit. Um, Megan says, I've read such great things about this book, but it was pretty meh for me. I didn't hate it, but it was just a mild like. For the first 80% of the book, I liked her, but not him. And then for the last 20, it switched. I just never really felt like they had anything going besides their lust for each other. And then suddenly they were in love for no apparent reason. Um, He was a real dick to her most of the book. And while I can admit to loving an asshole alpha hero who gets broken down to pieces by falling in love, that's just not what happened here. I found his selfish behavior at the house party insufferable and later her continued refusal to marry him baffling. I read the book today and I can't even think of a swoony moment. I would like to read Griff's book though. Griff's book does sound interesting. His whole, like, murdered, like, murdered parents. just because it's going to probably have some mystery yeah. involved as to, like, what really happened to his parents. Um, yeah, Megan, I think we're kind of same page there because I also, like, really switched in who I was more frustrated with, like, throughout the book. Um, Sarah says, I really enjoyed this one. 
This is a new-to-me author, and I didn't know anything about the story before starting. It was difficult at the beginning, and as it went straight into this schmexiness without the build-up, but that changed as soon as we find out that the plot is... Oops, I banged my future step-son-in-law. Um, I like that this was not your typical historical romance trope. As the story unfolded, I could see when the plot points were go- where the plot points were going, but it was well-written, so I just enjoyed the ride. I'll definitely be checking out more from this author, especially Griff's story. His entire family was murdered, and he's the only survivor? Come on, that's a juicy plot <laughs> yeah I, I would like to read grit's book yeah um and yeah i mean it's so she likes the plot and i like the plot too yeah i just i i'm kind of in the i like the plot but execution which i think is what um cassie said i'm kind of on that camp i think um Natalie said, this book was fine. I was excited by the premise, but then while reading, I was reminded of how much I actually dislike the engaged someone while in love with someone else trope. It's just not for me. I also feel like there was a lot of back and forth between Leela and Hunt. They can be together, then they can. Then they can. Then they can. It was a little too much. In addition, so many of the plot points were really predictable, even for a romance novel. I totally foresaw Tori running off with the secretary and the miraculous baby, etc. I would have loved to be a little more surprised. I think the writing was fairly good, though, and Griff was interesting, so I will potentially pick up the next one. Yeah, that's kind of where I fall, because I did, I do think she's a good writer, except for some of that anachronistic language that I was talking about. Um... But, uh, and, but yeah, I agree. I think there was a lot of predictable and the back and forth was tiresome sometimes. Yes. Agreed. Um, Nara says, this book made me realize I hate the word prick. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed this book. I just felt like it dragged too much. I don't know. I like Leela, but woman, just give the man a break. I wasn't that bothered by the pregnancy because I saw that coming from the beginning. Overall, it was a nice book and I hope I'm back in the reading game again. Um, and then edited to add, I actually like both main characters. I, that's the thing is I like both of them independent of each other, but they together, I don't know that they're great. Yeah, I would agree. I thought they were kind of crazy. Um, Jessica says, this one was interesting for me. I got hooked right away at the beginning. Then it started to drag a little at the house party. But once we got past that house party, I really got back into it again. I stayed up till 3 a.m. Hey, me too. Finishing it, which for me, that has to put... It at least four stars. I thought both characters were well written. Yes, both had moments that made me want to shake them. They didn't always treat each other uh, the way that they should, but I could understand given the truly awkward and hard to deal with situation. I agree about some plot points being predictable. I definitely predicted three early on. The secretary, the handsy stepson, the baby. Yep. Um, they, there were a couple parts where the author's writing of dialogue fell so flat it took me out of the story. Not big deals, but just I read the line and instead of being carried on to the next, I'd think, huh, why did she use, word it this way? <laughs> Again, not a big deal, but something to know. There were other times the writing was just wonderful. Hunt was super angsty, pining, and had some swoony lines. And I remember Leela saying some things in her inner monologue and thinking, yes, this is exactly how that feels. So overall, solid, really like for me. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, and it's like I said, I like both of them. It's just, they do stupid things, which we're used to. Well, and, you know, people talk about how it kind of dragged through the house party. There was stuff that happened there during the house party that, like, is, like, when he rescues the dogs, Mm -hmm. and then it's never referred to again. What happened to those dogs? (laughs) Well, apparently they're in his barn or something, but... I don't know. It's just funny to me 
I guess it's to show that he like rescued the dogs and it kind of turned Tori over towards him. So. Well, we're supposed to like think that it's turning Tori over to him, but so but when people just throw things in like that, it it's a little frustrating because it's like okay, we didn't even really need that because it didn't really do anything. <laughs> Time is money, folks. Here and I <laughs> have to read these. Two I books. have to read this book. Yeah. Um, finally, Miriam says, I enjoyed it. I liked Leela as a heroine and her adventurous spirit. When Hunt talked of not being able to leave England because he was a duke and had so many responsibilities, I kept thinking, delegate? What's the point of being a duke if you can't go on a sun holiday from time to time? Yeah. We so, read other books where the dukes are, like, never around taking yeah. care of their place ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... He had to go traveling with her. If she had married him and not gone traveling, she would feel unfulfilled. And if he'd married her after her travels, he would be missing out. I hope they won't abandon all their travels just because they have a baby. As soon as she mentioned that she was barren, I knew that there was going to be a baby by the end of the book. And that kind of annoyed me because I generally do like when they have an epilogue with a baby at the end. But I don't want to feel like there had to be a baby for it to be a proper happy ending. At the same time, she was married for a good few years to a man who'd had children before, so maybe it was going to have to be discussed at some point. Especially since there's usually an obsession in the aristocracy about continuing the line. I'm glad it didn't happen that first night and he wasn't forced to marry her because she was pregnant. Yeah. Also, that she was able to go on her trip to Morocco. And above all, that he said that he didn't care if they didn't have kids. I don't really know what the best way to deal with potential infertility is in romance novels. Anyway, I will definitely read the next book. Total my Totally minor nitpick. Gibraltar is not an island. It's a peninsula. <laughs> also, it was funny that they needed all the extra permissions for a marriage as it's one of the easiest places to get married now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've seen I, Gibraltar. We have. I think, though, that, um, at the time, the, it was owned by Europeans. It wasn't owned by... I don't know. I don't know the history. Well, we went to the Alhambra, and it went back and forth between the Europeans owning it and the Middle Eastern, yeah, yeah, owning it. It went back and forth multiple times. Yeah. So, I don't know, at this point in time, who is running who the show. Who owning that thing um okay final thoughts on this book i liked it i liked there are components of it that i loved overall it gets a like um and i'm not like angry that i read it which we've done some books before that i'm like what a waste of time <laughs> that i'm angry that i read it i'm not gonna like name names but if you've if you've been listening you know probably which you ones. probably know <laughs> uh final thoughts from you um I liked it. Okay. Like I said, I it got a little tiresome, a little flip-flopping. If there had been one, like, major conflict flip-flop mm -hmm. and then it it was resolved, I would have been on board. But yeah. it just, like, dragged on and on with all the back and forth. I also, so, so now I'm talking, I'm not doing final thoughts. Um, <laughs> I also think that, um, I think that if there was a different series of events, I think if we didn't have that kind of toward affair section and there had been kind of conflict in that era right that maybe it i don't know it would have felt less flip floppy to me because it's like we're we're together and we're making things work why yeah why are we gonna just break up yeah instantaneously i don't know, I don't know. there was just a lot of that that was kind of yeah tiresome um okay 
Those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Her Night with the Duke by Diana Quincy. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, uh, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. Uh, and pay attention to social media this week because we are going to announce the fall lineup. Or not fall. Spring. <laughs> Spring uh, lineup. So keep an eye out for that. Um, if you want to read along with us, email us with your thoughts. Or if you'd like to just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On February 22nd, we'll be having our free-for-all, which you know what that means. You need to get in your audio recording of your book report. And you guys make this episode so... Um, we hope to hear from a lot of you uh, on what you've been reading and liking or not liking. You gotta one. figure out what I'm gonna read for that because I don't know yet. Yeah. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're so welcome, Ellen. All right. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.